Thank you for downloading the Inspirational Women of Portsmouth podcast. My name is Ronnie Edwards and I run Pomodzi Creators, which hosts the Inspirational Women of Portsmouth Awards. These awards mark International Women's Day through a nomination process where anyone can be nominated for being inspirational, regardless of their context. The project also raises money for the Rape Counselling Service Parks. This series gives us a chance to get to know some of the women who were nominated for the awards. I hope you enjoy them. Sarah, thank you for joining us on the Inspirational Women of Portsmouth podcast. You were actually a, a finalist in the education category uh, for the Inspirational Women of Portsmouth Awards. And I, I don't know if I actually met you on the night, but I do know you attended... Yeah, we did. We, we did meet. Yeah, yeah. Oh, did we meet? I'm sorry. Oh, towards the end. Towards the end, Ronnie. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm normally really good at remembering faces. Oh, I had. I had. I'd curled my hair. So that's why I had you. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming to that. It was. It was just so lovely to get so much support for it and to raise money for parks as well. Um, yeah, and it was a wonderful evening. It was. Uh, it was. It was inspirational. The acts, and it, it was just amazing. Yeah, and it's all from Portsmouth. It's I know. That's what. That's what was so lovely about it. Yeah. yeah. So I. I just wanted to read out what um, one of the uh, people that nominated you uh, wrote down about you, just because um, I'm living for celebrating people. I just adore and feel privileged to be meeting all these amazing women <laughs> someone said when they submitted your entry which went to the trailblazers um was that sarah is not only an integral part of the portsmouth teaching school alliance team she's also the moderation lead for portsmouth city council and portsmouth schools sarah has transformed the moderation pro- pro- process in portsmouth ensuring that what might have been a challenging process for schools is done in a positive way. As a result, schools willingly share their expertise together across the city. Oh my gosh, this is amazing, Sarah. <laughs> she has also worked tirelessly as a special, specialist leader of education, supporting professional development for teachers and school leaders. Sarah is always welcomed by schools as she brings enthusiasm and expertise in equal measure. I'm fangirling you right now. <laughs> Thanks. That's brilliant. <laughs> That's quite a lot that you fit in on a <laughs> on a uh, average day. It sounds like. I also train student teachers, which I love as well. So oh, yeah, that's you? another part of my yeah, yeah, yeah. Where are you based, Sarah? Um, I'm based at the teaching school, which is um, adjoined to the Portsmouth Academy School. It's a, um, a training centre there. Um, but I spend a lot of time in different schools, working with schools, supporting them, and um, yeah, just trying to raise standards of education across Portsmouth. So oh, fantastic. So you must be facing quite a challenging time in this like lockdown scenario. Of, um, I, I guess the moderation aspect is is out the window. The moderation aspect's gone, but it, but it does. It's not really because schools have still got to report to parents. They've got to report to mm-hmm. you know they they have to pass on these children, um, and they're a little bit panicky. So I'm having lots of heads meetings at the moment, trying to reassure them that we will come up with a a plan and a, something that's consistent across the city. And I will support them, and we will make the right judgments and, and pass on the right information. So yeah, it's it's a bit of a calming time at the moment trying to make it's all going to be okay we will get there I reassure so, and what's the yes are you allowed to say what um you think the time scale is or is that like a 
I don't, no one knows. That, that's what's scaring heads even more is that they don't know if they'll be thinking about September or if it's going to be, you know, will the students come back in May? We, we had a conversation the other day about the fact that are they just going to be thrown back at, you know, 12th of May and, and schools won't be ready for them. So there's a lot of panic out there. Schools just don't know. We, we don't have a timescale. And, and, and the government aren't giving us a timescale, are they? That's the problem, isn't it? Gosh, I mean, I don't think they know. It's so tricky. It sounds like the government is doing what they can. um, Yes. Under the current circumstance. But yes, the the kind of the unknown aspect um, must be quite stressful. Um, it is stressful yeah for, for the head for the schools it's it, you know it's easy for me I'm not based in a school but it, it's really hard for them so I've just I've been having meetings with other counties talking about what you're doing yeah. um, and then report them reporting back and and just sort of saying well we will get through this we'll do it together so that that's sort of the message that I'm trying to put across so every so often I apologize to my children's teacher <laughs> <laughs> I think I've just kind of cancelled out all the work you've done. Oh, I'm sure you have anything, you, anything you do, anything you do will be a, a, a bonus. And my husband's, I feel really bad because I'm busy working and my husband's doing all the educating and I'm the teacher. Oh, <laughs> it's not a bad thing. I mean, like, if I can, if I can keep a child entertained, I think everyone, everyone's in with a chance. But yeah, it is, it is quite, but also there's an element where, I think there's a, a renewed respect for teachers. Um, well, that's good, it, isn't it? It's like, good because they <laughs> they do they teachers do work hard. I think people were the, under the impression it was a, a nine to three job, but it, it really isn't. Yeah. We lose so many teachers. That's part mm-hmm. that's part of the reason I wanted to train them was to make sure they're really they're ready, they're robust, they're 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 strong. They know what they're, they're not going into it blind. That they mm-hmm. they know what the profession's like, but they still want to do it. So no, no, um, absolutely. Because yeah. I'm um, my. Um, day job as it were my bread and butter earnings is actually a dance teacher in primary oh okay and oh wow yeah I love it I love it I feel really grateful uh for the opportunities I have had but that's been one of the saddest things for me is is having done it for a good 10 years now the turnover of NQTs in some schools yeah. it's like yeah. oh they're, they're really <laughs> tired and it's overwhelming and this yeah and they're so good and that's what and we just so don't want to lose they're so good and what have you what have been the main changes for you that you've seen in, in within education in the last since you started maybe how long have you been doing it um, I've been doing it for, um, let me work out, I'm 42. So I qualified when I was um, 30. So yeah, 12 years. So not mm. not a, a long, long time, but I've done a, I've, you know, cre- changed quite, quite a lot in the time I've been. Mm. Um, it's a difficult one to answer really, because what... What, what, the, what I want to go down the route of is I'm a bit disappointed that women don't do more in education, as in it seems to be, although males make up a small part of the, um, the, the that go into the teaching industry, they seem to dominate the teaching industry, as in most of the heads in the city are, are men. Um, they seem to move up the career ladder quite quite quickly and I and I don't think it's because women women can do it women should be doing it mm. um and and they're, they're not they're, they're quite happy to stay as as classroom teachers or so do you think that it's just they're not putting themselves forward 
I think it's they're not putting themselves forward. And I've had a lot of people since I've been doing my job going, wow, we can see um, new career paths for women. Um, we, we thought we don't have to be ahead. We didn't want to be ahead. They mm-hmm. couldn't see any other leadership style. And they, they say, oh, you've really inspired me. I'd love a job like yours where you, you go into different schools and, and do your different roles. Mm-hmm. So I think that's helped seeing me doing something slightly different because mm-hmm. teachers get in a rut that, oh, they've got to go then be a deputy and then they've got to be a head teacher. And, and it's, not, mm-hmm. it's not always the case. There's other roles in education okay that's really insightful thank you and um within your journey of kind of developing your practice and uh maybe even just personally is there is there anyone that you feel has been really inspirational or influential in your development um it was my dad really um I I lost him I lost him in January um he he he, he died of cancer so he but he was um the most he was he ended up being a deputy head and again he didn't really want to go into leadership because he loved the classroom but um he inspired he just inspired me he was just so brilliant with the the children loved him um he made such a difference he cared about all aspects of their education you know and cared about them as 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 human beings and Mm. and went above and beyond mum found out at the funeral that he used to pay for out of his own money for children that um couldn't afford to go on school trips because there wasn't the the budget for it then so he, he yeah and, and when we found, found that we, we had funeral, she only found out at the funeral, and Did so we just and someone come came up to yeah, and and there was pupils that had written letters that was read out the funeral that that, that said they was he was the most inspiring teacher. So it was for me, it was just, and he never knew it. He was such a selfless man. He just was, you know, he just did it because he he loved what he did, and mm. and yeah, and people, and it, we we didn't find out all this stuff till the funeral. So oh, that yeah. that just says a lot about your your father yeah and if I was half half my father I'd be over the moon but you know if I got some of his traits I'd be I'd be over the moon so so yeah he's really inspired me to to go into education so (laughs) I'm I'm kind of still at that moment of somebody coming up to your mom telling them all these I know she had no idea she had no idea so overwhelming oh my gosh um do you think you are kind to yourself? Because mm, um, <laughs> you change a lot. So I'm, 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 not, I'm not kind to myself. I, the, the first thing I, I do is I look at what I can do better. I always, I, I, I pick up on any negatives, um, and, and not in a bad way, because I always turn, I always think, well, yes, I, I, that is right, and I will do something about it. So I will pick up on it and think, I'll change that, and I'll change that about my practice, or, yeah, you're right about that, I'll, I'll put support in there where it needs to be. But I never think, I never stop and go, oh, what good have I done? Um, I'm always thinking about what more I can do, if that mm. makes sense. Mm. And I wish, I, I wish I, it takes people like the, my colleagues at teaching school to say, Sarah, stop. You're, you're doing, the lady that nominated me always makes me stop and say, look, look at all the positives. Look at all the feedback from the courses that you've run and that's positive. You're just picking up on one person that didn't enjoy the training. <laughs> so um, so she, she make, she's very good um, at, at making me stop and say, no, you are doing a good job because I'm not very good at that. And, and I think that's quite like, of, not that I'm an expert in this, um, of the, the amazing inspirational women in leadership that I've spoken to, everyone has a little bit of that in them. It's almost quite like a feminine trait of, of right. self-evaluating in a like uber-critical way. And I was <laughs> reading, have you read Lean In? Um, yes, I have read Lean In, yes. 
And I don't know, she's that's it. talking about, I can't remember who the author is now. She runs Facebook. But she was saying how um, that's her experience of women as well. It's like yeah. really um, just they don't lean in. They don't put themselves forward. A man no. is up for an interview, he blatantly knows that he can't do half the things, but he'll nod his head. <laughs> exactly. Whereas the woman would be like, oh, maybe in a few months I'll be able to pull that off. <laughs> and it's, it's funny how that changes um, our posture, doesn't it? It but does, it does. You're right, you're right. There's a strength to that as well. So keep doing you, Sarah, keep doing you. Thank, thank you very much. And I was just wondering, because um, I'm borderline obsessed with the narrative of overcoming and how actually we need that as part of our culture, the stories that encourage us that there's an other side to whatever we're going through. Is there anything that you might be able to share with us about uh, something that you've overcome, whether it's uh, through your profession or personally um, or even practically? I think mine started before I even got into education and became a a teacher. Mine started, um, I had uh, really bad eyesight when I was a child. I had um, a a squint, but I had it in both eyes. Uh So um, to start with, I I had to have two operations just to um, be able to see properly Mm -hmm. um, when I was very young. Um, And it was funny, all my, um, it shows I was quite driven from an early age because all my family played table tennis. And I was like, oh, I really want to play table tennis, but I couldn't see the ball because I had really, oh, really bad eyesight. But I was so determined that as soon as my eye operations had finished, I started playing and I ended up playing for England at table <laughs> tennis. Because <laughs> <laughs> from, not being, from not being able to see, I was um, an England table tennis player. So that was, that was quite a big hurdle to overcome. That's incredible. I used to actually when I was a deputy head I used to tell them in the assembly because I just felt it was quite empowering I used to show a picture of the one that had the patch over the eye um, and say which, uh, with all the other table tennis members and say which one do you think played for England and I'd be the last one to be selected yeah. <laughs> and, and they would say um, they would, and then I'd say that was me and I played <laughs> so um so yeah it was quite it was quite a bit I was you know it was quite a big achievement in my life I'm still proud of it now so yeah that, yeah. Was, that was quite good but then oh, my next big that's how I'd introduce myself Sarah I'd be like hi I'm Sarah um I played <laughs> tennis for England <laughs> <laughs> that's like, a bit embarrassing Ronnie a bit embarrassing <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's very uh, different um oh, that's quite but interesting the, especially thank you. overcame that's a one yeah, but the the next big hurdle was I was at university doing my degree, um, and I was um, with my long term partner at the time. I think we were together six years, um, and he committed suicide. Um, so um, for me, I had to think. Well, I, I, you know, obviously it was grieving. It was horrendous, but it was like I've, I've got. I, I want. I want this. I, I've got to keep going. And he'd want me to to finish my degree. So I managed to finish my degree. What um, year were you in? In your second year or your final year? Or? I was in my second year. Yeah, my second year. <clears throat> but it was a quite a big. I had a big exam, and he'd just committed suicide, and it, it was it was quite. Um, yeah, it was quite horrendous. But um, I got through it. Um, um, yeah, and I and I think you know he he didn't want to be in this world, but um, I think he was pleased that um, he would be pleased that I, I I carried on and and did what I needed to do. So that would have been quite a sliding doors. Uh, moment for you, wouldn't it? Like, it, you yeah, or not? Yeah, it, it was. Cool. 
and I chose I chose the right doors to go through because you know it's it's been it's been a good career and I've I've enjoyed every moment and it's been and it and it took my mind off it because you can't you can't be weighed down with it when you're you know teaching working and uh, yeah so did you yeah. have somebody coaching you through that or did you just kind of have just a really supportive life? family and friends and um yeah so yes, well thank you for sharing that with us that is quite no, no problem um so what what would you say because you you uh have quite an influential role in Portsmouth what would you say is like a, the biggest strength of our city because um, just um celebrating just yeah just uh, the, the, the sharing the um not being afraid to work the collaborativeness um the there's a lot of there's sort of pride in the city mm. I don't come from Portsmouth um but you know I don't think I'd work anywhere else I just you know they're, they're so proud of their their heritage the you know that the, the what they do um I, yeah I, I it's, it's been really interesting and, and it's that that Portsmouth bonds they're they're, they're real community spirit that mm. that the people stick together if you're in Portsmouth we are together as a city mm. um so I've, I've enjoyed that I, on a downside of that though is that they do need to open doors and let other people in it's like it's when I I say oh Hampshire are doing this or or you know we could learn from West Sussex or they're like oh, oh we do we like to do it our way <laughs> our, <laughs> our way, way in Portsmouth <laughs> but sometimes you can learn from from others and we can yeah. let others in but, yeah. but you know it, that's that's sort of a downside of the, the brilliant community mm. spirit and the, the fact that they are so together in Portsmouth so. oh fantastic thank you for sharing that I'm just really keen to uh use this platform to celebrate our city as well because yeah I think so I think you know it's, it's there's a lot to celebrate there's a lot to celebrate right Sarah I have given you an uh unlimited budget oh um, okay <laughs> and I am gonna let you have three people um that you choose to take out for a meal tell me where you want to go and tell me which oh. they are and why you're choosing them. Dinner party <laughs> on me, love. Oh, wow. I don't even have to come. I'll just. <laughs> Can they, are they people that could have been from the past? Does it have to be people I will that let are current? That, I will let. Oh. I will let that. Be. Okay. Um, because I'm so passionate about English, I think Shakespeare would have to come because I'd want to unpick his brains about yeah. why he was so brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> Was it, am I right in thinking that at the time everyone thought he was a little bit of a loser? Yes, I think you're. I think, I think you're right. I didn't but quite, it, put that quite eloquently. No, but it, but but that would be quite. But then I think he was eccentric. This is, this is this is this is you know eccentric people aren't always quite normal. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he'd definitely have to come. Um, and then I think um, Princess Diana because she is. Well, she was so kind, so caring, just just an inspirational woman. Mm. Um, so she would have to be part of my dinner. So I want to know about how she was so just so just mm. so just her, but just so brilliant. Um, and then, um, oh, now it's a hard one. There's so many you could have the celebrities, but I don't. I think someone Nelson Mandela. I think Nelson Mandela. I'd want him at my dinner party because I just want to know how you are so driven, passionate you know change how you can change things so 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 dramatically he was the epitome of forgiveness wasn't he yes um yes i don't know if i <laughs> i know i wouldn't be able to exercise that level of forgiveness to no 
done me wrong. No, I agree. So I'd, I'd want to, I want to spend time with him and, and know all about it and about his life. And I think yeah. it would be a good dinner party. And I don't know, I don't mind where I eat. Um, I've always fancied a bit of fine dining. I've never done it. So maybe if it's on you, or maybe the Ritz would be lovely. <laughs> Yeah, okay. <laughs> but I'd be happy. I'd be happy having my dinner party at McDonald's if it if it you know meant I got spent time with these brilliant people. So. Uh, McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> um, my ex husband took me one of two. Um, uh, what do you call it? Like really posh restaurants that have these awards to them. Oh yes, Michelin stars. Michelin, Is that- yeah. He, was, yes. he only did this once because he was <laughs> a Michelin star blah, blah, blah restaurant in London and um, I asked for chips. <laughs> he wasn't happy. He wasn't happy. Nobody was happy with me. And then, They're the best chips you've ever eaten. But... Well, oh, no. Mad- I'm sorry, madam. We don't do chips. <laughs> what? <laughs> I was like, how about some days? Sorry, madam, we don't do mayonnaise. <laughs> I remember my ex-husband might just die. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Like, babe. You, you can come to McDonald's with me. They do chips and they probably do mayonnaise. <laughs> so, yeah, only happened once. Oh, dear. Well, thank you. That's oh. a lovely mix. Well, thank you so much for that, Sarah. Um, I really enjoyed kind of getting to know you a little bit more. Yeah, I enjoyed talking to you. Thank you, Ronnie. It's been it's been really good. I was I was worried about it because I was oh, thinking I'm not very good at talking about myself, but I made some notes. But it was it was okay. You made it very relaxing experience. So. Oh, I'm glad. I'm glad. Well, thank you for your time. Thank you ever so much. All right then.